ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now Between the Mats. It's another great day here at the American Safeguard Insurance Studio. I am Matt McJunkins. Alongside me is Matty Wilcox. How are you, Matt? What's up, Joe? I'm doing well, my man. And, of course, Stuttgart, Carl Spears. How are you, Carl? What's up? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hey, final episode of 2020. Yes. Episode 11. This is the last one of the year. We're wrapping it up. Let me tell you, 2020 can kick rocks. <laughs> Tell your story walking. That's right. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. That's right. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, it's such an odd time to do a podcast this week. Right. Nothing's going on. No. Until tonight. There's a little bit of action tonight yeah. on the basketball side. Yeah. But uh, everybody's been off because of Christmas. Yeah. We were, and, gonna, we were gonna talk a little bit about the hog bowl game, but that's oh, out now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> man, I had my bowling shoes on, man. <laughs> and uh man. What a letdown. That was just devastating to hear that news. Oh, like two hours before we do this podcast, we find out that a third of what we were going to talk about today is I mean, is it moot? Could it be any more typical of an Arkansas Razorback fan to have we finally make a bowl game for the first time in how many years, and then it gets canceled? (laughs) That's a good point. You've heard the old saying, uh, whenever you die, you hope the Razorbacks are there so they can let you down one last time. (laughs) That's right. Oh man. Oh man, but you know a lot of good things about this team. You know, when was the last time you were excited about watching the Hogs before this year? It's been a long time. And are you excited now? Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Every week. Absolutely. I got I can't say enough of the character of Felipe Franks. You know, coming in to, to the season or on this team, he kind of had that reputation of being kind of maybe a little bit of a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, mouthy uh but that's not the guy we've seen. No, he hasn't showed that, that side all year long. Not even a little bit. I'm talking about a hard worker, sellout. Yep. Like, when I say sellout, I mean he sells out every game. His jersey is always the dirtiest. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys, I mean, how many people have we seen opt out? Oh, yeah. Because they're going pro. Sure. He's not coming back this ne- next year. And he says he he's coming back to play for this bowl game. Right. I mean, when he you know he was out because of an injury, we all kind of thought, yeah, he's <laughs> I'm sure he's hurt. Yeah. Whatever. He's just they're just keeping it quiet. Well, the, the, it comes back the next week against Alabama. Mm-hmm. His backup gets hurt. He's still hurt, and he says, "Yeah, I'll go out yeah, there. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go." I mean, I'm I'm impressed with the guy. Sure, I am. And you know, it's like like uh, Pittman said this week. They asked him about is there any chance he'll come back, and they had Pittman said you have to ask him. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Sure, he said, but he's done what he said he'd do. Mm-hmm. He came in this year and played ten games, a full season. He's done everything he told us he would do. And it's not completely out of the question that he's coming back. I mean, I, I think it's a far fetched that he will. But I mean, it doesn't really make any sense for him to come back. You know, no, what can he do to improve his draft stock right. is the question. Uh, I mean, you know, others, other than Arkansas going out next year and, and being an eight-win team, which is probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen, no. There's more of a chance of him getting hurt than there is of us going and winning eight or nine games. That's right. That's right. But 
you're going to talk about some of the seniors that have opted to come back, which is huge for us. And this was something I couldn't quite understand. Uh, I guess being a football guy, football guys want to play football. What I mean, what I couldn't understand is, is that the way that people were talking about him on the radio and stuff like, man, I hope they come back like Grant Morgan. Man, I hope he comes back. You know, he's talking about going to med school. He's a football player. Right. You tell anybody that's a football player they can play one more time, they're there. Yeah, I mean, who wants to hang up the cleats and the helmet? Yes, for, the last for life. Time? That's right. For life. That's right. If he wants to go to med school, perfect. You've got a place to go up there mm-hmm. and still get paid to do it. Yeah. Or get your school paid. Hey, you can get his med school paid. I'm, I'm assuming they have a med school and, in Fayetteville, right? You know, I know they're doing Little Rock. And we're not we're not talking about playing an extra year at Henderson State no. or, or Washington. Mean, we're talking about playing in the SEC, the best conference in football in college football. You get treated like a king on campus. I mean the food, the facilities like they're they're next level. And so and, why and would it, you pass up an opportunity to, to do that again? Right. And a guy like Morgan, if he has another season exactly like this one there might be some people that want to talk to him about playing the next level. He might get a shot. That's right. I mean, it's it's a long shot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that same thing we are just saying. A football player like that wants to play football. That's right. I mean, you see guys playing baseball in the minor leagues for 10 years, making <laughs> $50,000 a year. I mean, but they're they're getting paid to play baseball. That's what they want to do. And I think it's the same thing. Uh, but, you know, we got Grant Morgan coming back, linebacker. Big time is – our starting left tackle, Myron Cunningham. That's huge. Mm-hmm. It is. That's big. It is. I, I promise you, uh, oh, uh, our, our, our OKJ, I'm glad, I bet he's glad that, that <laughs> Myron's coming back. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We got uh, skill player TJ Hammond. You know, I almost put him as a receiver. I almost put him as a running back. Finally, I was like, he's just a skill guy. <laughs> athlete. Athlete, yeah, athlete. Uh, wide receiver Davion Warren, big time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, him being hurt. It just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Ty Clary will be back. He's a, a, he's a lineman. That's a big one. That's another. Any of those guys that you can keep on the line that have experience yeah. is huge. Another one that I think is big, and I don't really know that, you know, he might have opportunity in the, second, in the next level, but Blake Kern. Yeah. He was a big play guy for us. He was. He, made he was one of those, if you need it, he can get it. He made a bunch of huge plays for us this season. So, looking back on 2020, what what would you say, okay, these are my final thoughts. You know, coming into the season, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't really know what to think of, of Pittman, to be honest with you. Um, never been a head coach. I was excited about the staff that he assembled. I was. But I didn't have any idea how the season would turn out. You know, coming off the two years that we had just <laughs> went through, I thought, man, it's going it's going to take a while to get this thing turned around. If you would have told me before the season started, I'll give you three wins in an SEC, I would have took it all day long. Oh, yeah. You know what blows my mind away? And they keep asking all these questions about should offensive line coaches have more opportunities. It doesn't have anything to do with a position or anything. It's the guy. Yeah. And you can look at guys like – like this is, might be a terrible example, but it might be a great one. Chad Morris. Hmm. The guy is known to be a offensive genius when it comes to X's and O's. Mm-hmm. He's not a head coach. He's proven that. That's right. You know who's kind of starting to show it? It's Gus. The guy is brilliant. But he's not a great coach, I don't think. I think he's a good coach. Yeah. But I don't think he's the – I think if you hold him next to a guy like Pittman and just flat out coaching players, it's night and day difference. 
Sam Pittman's a football coach. Yeah. He probably knows a lot of the X's and O's, especially when it comes to the line play. But he's a guy that's going to fire you up and get you and make you want to go out there and run through a brick wall for him. I think I think I'm of course I'm a little bit of a Gus fan, but I think he's gotten a bad rap because he's won just about everywhere at he's, every level. Yeah, he's a winner, and and I think where where Gus has fallen short these last three or four years is he's got to have a dynamic quarterback to run his system. He's got to. He's got to have an athlete yeah. to run his and system. And people don't realize that he is a running guy. Right. He wants to run the ball. Sure. And he hasn't had that guy. No. I mean, you look back at his teams that have been successful and that were dynamic. He had a guy yeah. back there calling the signals that could go. And or he, a quarterback. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. And he just hasn't had that guy. But, you know, back back to the Hogs, you know, going forward, you know, we had a pretty good recru- recruiting class this year. Yeah. Uh, we got a bunch of guys that are opting to come back, which will be a huge, a, a huge help. You know, when you got a guy that's is twenty three playing against a guy that's nineteen or eighteen. Oh yeah, that's a big difference. Sure, and you know we had that uh, we were going to be able to play with that uh, receiver from was it Oklahoma or Oklahoma State? I think the transfer, Jaquez was it Jaquez. Something? I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway. I think it was from Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, the transfer. yeah. He was gonna, he was eligible to play in the bowl. Yeah. So and he was going to play. Gotcha. So that's one. You know, that's another you got coming to add to this because that's one thing. That one thing we really needed on this team is more receivers. Mm-hmm. You know, you look and you're like, well, we got better receivers. Well, yeah, we do, but we don't have enough guys that can make plays. You got to take something off of Burks. Yeah. You know, I uh, I was listening to the radio and they were talking about one of the best recruitment job that Sam Pittman did was getting these guys to come back again for their senior season. You know, they could have easily just said, I'm done playing football. Sure. I don't want to do it anymore. But he was able to, quote, unquote, recruit them to come back for one more year. And I think it was – this is the first time, talking about the offensive line, first time since, I think, Bielema that they are now actually too deep across the board on the offensive line. I'd heard that, that right? too. I'd heard that too. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while since they've been too deep on the offensive line. And that's huge. That's, yeah, that's big time. So, But even with Bielema – he had good offensive linemen when Sam Pittman was there. That's, That's right. true. Yeah. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts on on the Hogs this season? I, I can't be any more excited about Sam Pittman. Mm-hmm. Uh you said you didn't know what to think about him coming in. I didn't either, as far as success wise. Right. I was excited. I wanted him to be good because I like him. Mm-hmm. And uh I mean, who doesn't want a big old jolly yeah. <laughs> and he's just hog loving guy just, he's to be, just he's just genuine. I mean when the guy comes up and says, They're gonna have to run me out of here. <laughs> Because I want to be here. Yeah. I guarantee you, if it came down to it and he could make $500,000 a year, he'd still do it. Yeah. So, but He wants you, to be here. But do you not think, no matter who we brought in, it was going to be an upgrade from who we had? Uh, I think it would have been hard not to. <laughs> Carl, I'm pretty sure you would have been an upgrade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as far as the play goes, I mean, we saw a lot of great things from a lot of good our, our offensive linemen, which was the same group of guys for the most part that we've had. We're increasingly better every yeah. week. Uh, defensive backs were a step up from what we've had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got to get better. Yep. Uh, Catalan's a freak. Yeah, just nasty. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to reload on defense because we got some guys not going to. Did you hear that Coates may be gone? I didn't hear that. Uh-uh. You know, he was out the last game mm-hmm. and it, it was not due to illness or, or really? injury. Yeah. Uh, but I heard the other day that the expectations for him not to be there. Huh. I hope that's not right. Yeah. He's he's potential man. Oh man. Uh, uh of course we're gonna lose Marshall probably. Yeah, more than likely. 
Uh, in the end, we've already seen some transfers in, the, in those D-backs transferred. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have to reload a little on defense, but we already know that that's coming. We've already seen guys sign that were, are going to be big players back there. Um, receivers, good, got to get a little better. I'll tell you one thing I'm excited about, and, and I don't know if it's KJ that's going to be our guy. You know, he came in and played well in that game that Franks was, was not able to go. Whether it's KJ, whether it's Hornsby, whether it's this Coley kid that's coming in or Landon Rogers that's coming in, those guys that I just mentioned are sure enough dual threat guys. All of them. And so what I saw out of the offense this year is if you have a sure enough dual threat guy, yeah, it makes that offense go. It really does because – there were many times when Franks pulled the ball down and ran and could have gained 30 yards, but he just didn't have that extra gear. Well, it, 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 we always talk about teams being one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Well, I always look at that guy as making a team three-dimensional because you can cover, you can stack and cover the run. You can spread out and cover the deep, the, the, the deep ball or even just the pass. But there's no defense that designed to cover all three. Right. That's right. And you've seen it at, at every level. I mean, defenses yeah. are just struggling to cover offenses now. And yeah. It used to a good defense would be a good offense all day, and that's not the case anymore. It's not. It's not. And when you got a guy that gets loose and he's a problem, you're going to give him five to ten just because it's there. I mean, it's it's between you and him. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. I think Browse's offense is fun. Some of his play calling drives me – insane (laughs) at times it drives me nuts but i think the potential for big plays is there and what he does with motion and and singling guys up and getting people open is pretty pretty amazing and so i'm excited about seeing that next year i I think that Pittman does a great job with him on the sideline because i think there's times he's kind of talked him off the ledge a little bit sure i mean i think he gets nervous sometimes i mean he's young Mm -hmm. and he's dealing with he ain't a star program that Right. He just walked into, I mean, a lot of responsibility on that guy with to turn something around. And so I think there's times that he's probably panicked a little bit and Pittman said, hey, you know, whatever he says to him, whether it's, hey, it's football, just have fun. Yeah, You know, it, it, he's, he's good for those guys. Before we get out of football, can we do ball game predictions? Sure. I mean, here's the deal. We're transitioning into basketball. We started that last week. There really is not. There hasn't been any basketball since last week. No, so. there had. But between the mats, we'll be like, we'll be in the Greenbrier Basketball Arena tonight. Yeah, taking on the Cersei Lions. Is that right? Yep. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a basketball game, and I was going. <laughs> so I, I don't want to go through all the ball games. But just a handful of them. Shoot me some. I want. I want you. I want to get both y'all on this. You know, you, ha- you know, I have not prepared for this at all. That's fine. I hadn't either. I like. I it. just wrote the name. I just looked them up, wrote them down. I like it. So today, right now, we don't know the score. Twenty-one nothing. Why'd you tell us the score, Carl? <laughs> I didn't say who. That's true. I got an idea. So Oklahoma State, Miami. I would go Oklahoma State. I'm gonna go Miami. You know. Yeah. Oklahoma State. Is it really? Yeah. They're up 21? Yep. Oh, Rhett. That's another one on you. Oh, Rhett. Can we play my, can we play my jingle? Right. Oh, Rhett. Rhett's got to get turned around. Yeah. Uh, Florida, Oklahoma. This is a good one, I think. Mm. 
The only problem is, is the Big 12 just – they don't play defense. They don't play defense, and Oklahoma started off the season really rough. But they're, they're scary right now. Man, they're playing good ball right well, now. Well, that is going to be a good one. And Florida doesn't just play a whole lot of defense. No, they don't. <laughs> I'm going to go – I'm going to go Oklahoma in this one. You think they're going to beat them? I do. How about you? Oklahoma. Well, I got to go Florida if both of you <laughs> crazies go. Okay. So we got y'all went Florida or Oklahoma. I'm going Florida. Tulsa, Mississippi State. This might be fun. This will be a good ball game. I watched Tulsa for the first time the other night in the uh, championship game against Cincinnati and was impressed. Yeah, I thought they looked good. What well, if they lost one this year? I believe Maybe that two. made their their second loss. I believe. I, I don't. I don't remember. So Tulsa and who are they who are they playing? Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Mm. Tulsa six and two. I'm gonna go Mississippi State just because of caliber of athletes. I'm, I'm gonna go Tulsa. I, I just, you know, if you can play just a little bit of defense, you can win that ball game. Play that eight man zone. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'd have to now. He's been exposed. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I'll go with. I'll have to go with the SEC talent in that too. Yeah. What are you just trying to be, Matt? <laughs> He wants to. I, he, I follow the winner. winner. I follow the winner. <laughs> oh, that's what. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here's another one. I'm. Ex, this is one I'm excited about. It could be a. I, well, I was gonna say it could be a bloodbath, but I don't think so. Georgia, Cincinnati. Georgia, mm. Georgia, 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 Georgia. Georgia. See, I, I'm gonna take Cincinnati on that. <laughs> I just think, man, I just think they've got something to prove. Now they might not have the athletes, but I'm telling you, they have got something to prove. And they've been winning big. Yeah, and they, I mean, they. Get, you're talking about a chip on your shoulder. I think they've got one. And it might be a situation yeah. like we had a couple years ago with who was it Auburn and uh, UCF when yeah. when Auburn just did not want to be there. That's true. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. saw that with Oklahoma and Boise too. But I think Georgia's got a little bit to prove. That, you know, they felt I, like I'm picking Georgia. I think they right. felt like they could have had a somebody. Chance. Is somebody writing this down? We need to write this down. Oh, we can always go back and write it down. <laughs> How about Notre Dame and Bama? No, Bama. <laughs> That's not even going to be close. Yeah. Think, so, uh, so just expand your mind here a little bit. What are we going to say if if Notre Dame and Ohio State end up in the national championship? Uh, I'll eat a lot of crow. Yeah, we're all going to. The good thing is we'll all be in good company. Yeah, that's right. Uh, is it, what's the line on that game? I haven't even seen it yet. Probably a thousand. I do I think Notre Dame will present some challenges that Alabama Oklahoma, hasn't seen. Alabama by 20 is the line. Yeah. Just, cause, just because of the style of offense they run. They run a lot of two and three tight end sets. They've got a really good offensive line. Um, you know, in the end, I think Bama's going to pull away and probably – Probably cover or be close to covering, but I do think I do think Notre Dame will keep it close. I think that game right there will probably go as we all think. I, I really think Alabama is just going to beat them. Do you? It might be a, a good, you know the Florida game was here's the you look at that Florida game you're like man that was close but it wasn't Mm-mm. it was never close no. the score never got out of hand but there was never a time where it was like oh man they're they're coming back or they're they're about to get them no. Nah. Here, and I here, think that's the same. I think you're right. I think it may not be a 30-point game. It, it might not even be a 20-point game, but I don't think there'll ever be any doubt that Alabama's going to win the game. And here's another thing. Another reason I think Notre Dame will keep it close for a while is because the one thing that's always given Alabama trouble is a running quarterback. That's true. Right. And, yep. Bo- and Book's elusive, and he can get a, he can get on the edge and, and cause problems. Yeah. So And Alabama's going to give up some points. Yeah. Seemed like everybody but us scored on them this year. Yeah, Notre Dame's not going to stop their offense. No. Not even close. <laughs> 
Now, here's the, okay, so the next one, and, and this one I'm a little curious about for some reason. But Ohio State and Clemson, I don't think Clemson goes out there and just mops them up. I think they throttle them. I hope you're right, but it's only a seven, maybe it's just seven, because seven I, and a half point. Maybe it's, line, maybe it's because I hate Ohio State that uh, bad. I but. do too. Well, I don't think we know enough about Ohio State just yet either. Yeah, I mean they haven't played enough ball games. Sure, you know. So uh, I do. I, I Justin hate, Fields is special. I hate Ohio State too, though. He man. struggled the last two games, though. I mean, yeah. he has struggled throwing what, five picks in the last two games. Yeah. I mean, but coming into those two, coming into those last two games, he was on a different level, and I do think he's a phenomenal talent. But he's right now mentally, I think he's he's struggling. He's, he might be. He's fighting it a little bit. So, Ole Miss, Indiana. Mm. Golly, boy, that's a tough one. Well, yeah, because you're one talking too. about if you look at the the paper, you'd say Indiana's got to win that one. Mm. But you're welcome to the SEC. And and hey, let me tell you, there's a lot of bad things about Lane Kiffin. But dialing up a ball game, he's pretty doggone good. Oh, he's one of the best. Yeah. He is. Man, the the thing about that game is Indiana kind of hangs their head on running the football, right? Yeah. But I don't know. You got the line on that game, too? Yeah. I haven't haven't seen that one. Carl, I am the line. (laughs) (laughs) Junk Vegas. Junk Vegas. What was I thinking, man? What was I I thinking? So, it's Indiana by eight. Oh, Wow. If we're picking points. There's some reason Vegas thinks that. If we're picking points, I'm going Ole Miss. But yeah, I think they'll cover. Yeah. That'll be a good one. All right, so t- so so we can write down. Who are you picking? Ole Miss. Ole Miss? Mm, I'm going to go Indiana. I just don't care for Lane Kiffin that much, so I'm going to pull against him. I'm going to pick Ole Miss. Mm. Here's another good one. Well, I say that. I don't think it'll be a good game. <laughs> How did you look at it? It's uh, The line's close, but I – Oregon and Iowa State. I think Iowa State kicks their butt. Oh, yeah, I do too. I agree with that. I, I didn't even know. Like I said, I didn't know West Coast still played football over right. there. Right. That's the deal. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> well, you're right. That's terrible. But Iowa State's only picked by four and a half. Yeah. So, we're all going Iowa State? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's one that's going to be – could be pretty doggone good. One player's not playing might make a difference, but A&M and North Carolina – Mm. Well, Carolina got that running back, though, right? He's uh, out. had two, and one of them's gone. Yeah. I'm going A&M. I am, too. Yeah, I think I will, too. I wouldn't be shocked if they beat them, though. No. That's going to be good. It's an eight-point, A&M by eight. All right, last one. National championship. So, we're, we're thinking. Obviously. Bama and, yeah, Clemson. and Clemson. I assume that's who y'all were picking on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't see anybody stopping this Alabama offense. You know, I remember saying that, too, last time that Clemson beat them. Yeah. But they weren't this dynamic. My gosh, man, they're putting yeah. up they're putting up. The only numbers. team that can beat them will be Clemson, though. I agree. You that know, Clemson team, they look They nice. got some dudes. They do. I'm inter- with you. I think Alabama wins it. But be interested to see what that line comes out. I bet it's going to be close on Who that. Who are you pulling for? Mm. Oh, 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 oh. I can't stand Alabama. <laughs> I really can't. I mean, so you're going Clemson? You're going to pull for Clemson? But I, think Alabama's going to win? I mean, I yeah, I'm going to pull for Clemson. I'm just going to outright pick Clemson. Clemson. I'm just I'm Are pulling. Really? I'm yeah. pulling for the wings. I don't care who wins. I just hope there's good food. <laughs> 
Well, you kind of control that part, don't you? I'll be doggone good at it, too, I promise you. I'll make sure. I won't say I'll cook it, but I'm real good at making sure we've got it. <laughs> Actually, I'm hoping my neighbor's got the the, the fryer going. He's pretty good at yeah, it. Yeah, he's pretty pretty dead gum good at it. So what do we uh we we'll talk a little bit about Razorback basketball real quick? Eight no hogs. Eight no. Big, Love it. Man, big I'm excited. Big game tomorrow night. Big time. Start the SEC play. With with a tough opponent yeah. at, at their house. Yeah. Go to Auburn. Right. Six o'clock. So I got you a few stats on this one. Let me hear it. All right. So the Hogs right now averaging ninety points a game offensively, giving up sixty one point six on defense, and they're shooting forty seven percent from the field. Auburn's uh, scoring 75.8 points a game offensively, giving up 69 points a game defensively and shooting 45% from the field. Uh, their three uh, leading scorers for Auburn, their two guards, Justin Powell, he's a 6'6 freshman, averaging 14 points a game, six rebounds. He's good. Yeah, he's a good player. Uh, another guard, Arkansas kid, come from uh, Parkview. Yeah. Allen Flanagan, 6'6", sophomore, averaging 14 points a game. And then their forward, Jalen Williams, a 6'8", sophomore, averaging 11 a game. Man, I tell you, one thing that – I'm super excited about this team. I think that what we're going to see with this young bunch, we're going to take some shots on the chin probably. We're going to lose a few games. Yeah. Um, We got four players – Scoring ten points a game. Sure, um, I got a stat for you. I, so, so Moody's so okay. I don't, you mentioned some of the stats, but Moody, you know, he's shooting fifty one percent and forty two from the three, mm-hmm. and he's special. Oh yeah, he's leading the team in scoring too, sixteen point nine. All right, so but Desi's having a season. He's playing well. You know, he's shooting thirty eight percent from the three. He's shooting fifty three percent from the floor. Uh, Thirteen points a game. Here's the here's the stat that blows my mind. So, we've got a seven three center, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I've been blown away with him so far, especially the first few games. I thought he was just really impressive. Guy can shoot lights out, right? He has shot free throws in two of the eight games they played. That's, that that can't happen. No, that blows my mind. Cause it really can't happen because we actually got a, a big guy that can shoot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's six for six. He's a hundred percent from the line. But you you can't be seven three and only getting fouled, going to the line. No, twenty five percent of the time. That's right. Of your games. That's right. He's going to, have to play hard. He's going to, have to play tougher. Yeah. Uh, but he's good, man. He's shooting forty two percent from three. So the one thing about this team that that concerns me a little bit, you know, last year I think I I do think this bunch this year is more talented overall as a group. Yeah. Than we were last year. You know, we don't have Mason Jones. We don't. Oh, hundred percent. Isaiah yeah. Joe. We don't have those two dudes. But we've got some other players, and and overall I think we're a better team. What concerns me is last year we hung our hat on defense. And not turning the ball over. We turn it over this year. My gosh, we turn it over at a high rate. And that's that's having a bunch of eighteen year olds out there. It is, it is. But you know, Musselman, he he just harps on it over and over and over again. And I think if we can learn to value the basketball, value the possessions, and cut down on our turnovers, our defense is going to get there. Yeah. I, it just his style of defense he teaches and coaches. We're going to get there defensively if we can take care of the basketball. We got a chance to be really good. Well, let me tell you one thing that we are way better than we've been in a long time is rebounds. Rebounds, yeah. I mean, last year we'd have four turnovers in a game. We'd force 22, and we'd have nine rebounds. <laughs> that's terrible. So what would you rather have, rebounds or 
Rebounds. Less, less turnovers. I mean, you know, turnovers are bad. But always, you can't rebound. But, but, but you, you've got – it's more of a turnover you. battle. So, if you're turning your opponent over as well, you can kind of offset that. But you can't get out rebound by 10 or 12 rebounds you, a game. You can't give 15 extra possessions. No, that's right. You can't. I mean – I guess no matter where it comes from. That's right. That's right. Um, How many wins do you think we get? This year, there's so there's so there's 19 games left. 18 of them are SEC games. One against Oklahoma State. Who might even get to play that game? Who knows? So, you know, it's really hard for me right now, just because the sample size of this team. We just really don't know what to expect. You know, we've played eight games and really hadn't played a just a whole lot of great competition. So coming into the SEC schedule, it's hard to predict. I mean, I I could see this team going 12 and six. Yeah, and I could see this team going. Eight and ten. So we're at eight now. Right now, there's twenty seven total. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're asking me for a hard number. Yeah, I want you to tell me. Right. Did we win twenty games? That means we'd have to win twelve. Man, that's just that's a hard call. Right now, I mean, just well, I'm sorry, Carl. Just <laughs> I'm not junk Vegas, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say we'll end up. So we're eight and zero. We've got how many games left? Nineteen. Nineteen. So twenty-seven games. I'm gonna say we'll end up. So they got to win what? Nineteen and eight. I got to win twelve games. They got to win twelve games. I'm going nineteen and eight. All right, you. Or is this mm-hmm. too hard for you? Do you need mm-hmm. to take a nap? Yeah, and that's this hurts my head because <laughs> I just don't think they've had. We don't have a true resume of what they've done because of the talent they played so far. I mean, we're gonna learn a lot more tomorrow night. So if you're asking me if they're gonna win more than twenty games, dang man. I just don't uh, know. 21 and 6. Wow. Write it down, boys. <laughs> He's going out on a limb. Right, last question, and I'll give it back to you. All right. Do we go to the tournament? Yes. Yes. I said I lied. There's two questions. It's a two-part question. <laughs> How deep? Second round. Yeah. I say we, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I say we probably win the first one. Then if 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 we – now, listen – if we jail and he gets his rotation right and we quit turning the basketball over, we could make it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I agree. But talent alone, I think we can get to the second round. I'm saying 16. Okay. I'll go 32. Yeah. All right. All right, so you, what, what are you thinking on this this Auburn game? Obviously, you, you pick them to win. I picked the Hogs by three. Okay. What about you, Carl? I'd like to see them win, yes. I think they will. I think we can lose this game, though, and still win 21 games, though. So. Okay. I mean, I think this is a big game. This is big because we're going to Auburn, and they've, right. they've wanted a high clip That's right. in their home stadium. Uh, it's this not, is going to be one of the toughest games we play. But it's not the same this year because the home crowd's not there. Yeah. You know I mean, you're still shooting on, on foreign goals. But, but don't be shocked if Auburn's not in the 8 or 10, eight or, eight or yeah. 16th in the year. I mean, they've won five in a row. I mean, they're playing well right now. I'm, I'm going Arkansas by five. I think we pull it off. Okay. Okay, good. good. And, and then we turn around. We got a, a big one Saturday. Sure. I mean, somebody. I heard somebody the other day on the radio say that if we split this, we'll go in the top twenty-five. Maybe. Makes sense. Yeah. Because uh, they're I forgot what they called these these games. They're something wins. Anyway, RPI high RPI. They, it has to do with that. Yeah. But uh, the, both of these are considered. Yeah, I mean Missouri's ranked twelfth right yeah. now, and they've uh, they've won some impressive ball games so far this year. That's going to be a tough test. Uh, we got them at home, though. I think we can beat them at home. Yeah. Yeah, we played well at home. All right, so we're going to jump 
into high school basketball. Like I said, we, we really uh, just kind of getting our feet wet in this high school basketball. This will get better, I promise you, as we go forward. So we're going to talk about a few games of note that will be played tonight, which by the time we air this podcast will kind of be irrelevant. But um, It's just what we got, man. It's what we, it's got. What we got right now. <laughs> so the boys' games tonight that uh, are of interest, you've got Mills going to Morlton. So in this game, looking at our top 40 list and, and players in the state, Mills has four in the top 40. I was impressed by that. Wow. Yeah. So you got uh, – the number six player in the state, Javon Guy King. He's a six four guard. He's at offers from Arkansas, Arkansas State, UCA. You've got the number seventeen player, Jakari Livingston, a six three guard, who's been offered by Portland State and Eastern Washington. Uh Joseph Bell, a six five forward, and number thirty two ranked player, Caleb Allen, a six one guard. All on one team. So so the king, the guy king kid, mm-hmm. he's been offered by Arkansas. Yep, that's what, that's what he's, it says. He's a guard, right? It's it weighs six four, six four guards. What is he got to list it at? Yeah, yeah. And then on the other side, you got Morlton, who's got the third ranked ranked player in the state, Joseph Penny. Committed, committed. He's committed to the Hogs. He's a six six guard. So that ought to be a good ball game to watch. Uh, another good one in the boy on the boys' side. You got Jonesboro, four and two on the year, going to North Little Rock. North Little Rock three and zero. Oh. In this game, you've got a lot of talent on the court at the same time. Jonesboro has three players in the top 40. A number 14, Jesse Washington, 6'3 guard, has been offered by Arkansas State. The 20th-ranked player, Keelon McBride, he's a 5'11 guard, been offered by Harding. And the 39th-ranked player, Marion Wilson, a 5'10 guard, been offered by Arkansas State. And then for North Little Rock, you got the number fifth player in the, in the state, Kel L. Ware. He's a 6'10 forward. He's been offered by Arkansas, Kansas, and Texas. A&M. Man, he's got to be. He's a, a dude. Machine. Yeah. And then just three other games on the boys' side. You got Flippin, who's twelve and four, going to Melbourne, who's five and three. Waldron, ten and three, going to Ozark, is ten and one, and Valonia, stepping up in two class. Well, I guess one classification in basketball, going to Fayetteville. So that'll, those ought to be good games. It'd be fun to go over to Morton and watch that game with Mills. Yeah. Then on the girls' side, you got Melbourne, who's eight and zero, going to CAC, who's five and zero. Melbourne has two players ranked in the top uh, forty for the girls. The number eighth ranked player in the state, Jenna Lawrence, a six-two forward, and the number twenty-seventh ranked player, Kenley McCarn, a five-nine guard. And can you imagine? So that's I'm assuming they're A or double A. Uh, Melbourne, I think they're. Are they? Yeah, I they think they're three A. It might be. Yeah. When you're playing that small classification, though, and you've got a 6'2 girl, yeah, that's an asset right there. Well, I, what's crazy to me is I just, you know, I didn't, I don't watch a whole lot of a girls' basketball, just to be perfectly honest with you. I, I didn't even watch it when my wife played. If <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you anything. <laughs> but what I remember about girls' basketball, high school basketball, is very seldom did you see a girl over six foot. Mm-hmm. Ever. And, and I'm going down through this list of these girls, and you've got six two, five nine, six four, six four, five ten. Like it's it's just crazy how much bigger these girls are, and and guys too, how much bigger players are in general these days. I can't believe you didn't watch your wife. <laughs> you know they got he married Cassie when they were in the third grade. <laughs> it, it seems like yesterday. <laughs> That's true love, son. And so on the other side, you got CAC's got a number, uh, the number twenty six player ranked in the state, Bethany Dillard, a five nine guard. So that ought to be a good ball game. Both of them undefeated. You got Jonesboro seven and three on the season, going to North Little Rock. 
On the girls' side as well, you've got um, Jonesboro has number 17th player, Destiny Thomas, a 6'4 forward, and uh, the 29th player, the last name Haraway, is this 5'8 guard. And then on the other side of the court, you've got North Little Rock. The girls have four players in the top 40. Number seven, Amari Williams, she's a 6'4 center. The number 14th ranked player, Aaron Freeman, a 5'7 guard. The 25th ranked player, April Edwards, a 5'9 guard. And the 36th ranked player, Destiny Duckworth, a 5'10 guard. So a lot of talent on the court at the same time there, John. That's that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. And then you got a couple more there, don't you? Yeah, a couple of girls' games that uh, ought to be fun to watch. is Greenwood 5-2 and two, going to Bentonville, who's 3-1. and one. And then the Valonia girls, 9-1 uh, and one on the season, going to Fayetteville, 4-4. Four and four. I wish that was down here. Yeah, that'd be a fun so one. So, are the Greenbrier girls not playing tonight? Yeah, yeah. they're playing right now. Yeah, they play. For 10 minutes. Yeah, they play Cersei. And they're still undefeated. I think they're 9-1. and one. Oh, they did lose? Okay. Yeah. So we gotta wrap this up in a little bit. So we because we so y'all, y'all gotta get we're out supposed here, to be you? on there at halftime <laughs> on the broadcast. You better roll. It's just a ten minute drive, John. We'll be. Oh out. yeah, I gotta go by and get my pass though. So what we got? You got some uh, topics to discuss here? Okay, so I've got one. I got one topic I want to discuss because it's dear and near and dear to my heart. And according to Matt and our boss Jason, I only got about three more days to enjoy it. <laughs> Cause I got I got I got to lose weight next year. Oh, uh, okay. I got a bet on it. We got goals. We got goals. I'm good. Glad. Yeah. Don't be surprised if a year from now, you, you I'm, new I'm man, like he man, <laughs> he loses the Backstreet Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might lose a person. <laughs> so, so my my question is two two part question. What are your favorite football party foods? Oh man, John! Because I'm good. At, I mean, you know, I I'm real good at these. Deals. What's your number one? Oh, wings. Got to be wings. Yeah, it's, it's got to be wings. Any, now you can go 100 different directions. I was say, with that. What flavor? I mean, if I'm just gonna say go anybody's house, go anywhere and get wings, buffalo, like medium. You know, I don't like them real hot. I want ranch with them. Let me tell you who does some fantastic wings. Who? Stuttgart Carl Spears. <laughs> You know, on his green you egg. Would, you would think I would know that. <laughs> and, and, you know, man, that's been a while. But you know, the secret recipe is just going down over here to Buffalo Wild Wings and buying that sauce, bring, cooking the is wings, right? and putting that sauce. Yes. So my neighbor Chick Hart, you know, his family owned yeah. Hart Seafood and Chicks. He's he a fantastic cook. He can make some wings yeah. too. Um, if I'm going somewhere like Buffalo Wild Wings, I, I typically I like to get several different, but. Different flavors and I, but I, I honey barbecue is one of my favorites. So cheese dip's got to be on that list. So are you are you a white or yellow guy? So for because it depends on the, the occasion. So if we're watching football, mm-hmm. um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Rotel okay cheesy uh, I guess yellow or yeah yellow. yellow mm-hmm. But if I'm picking my dip, I want chili cheese dip. Oh yeah, from Buffalo Wild Wings. Gotcha. So do you? So you like beef and like chili cheese instead yeah. of like sausage? And, and oh, I like both. Okay, I like both. Well, I did something the other day. It was life changing. <laughs> My wife made some. She made some Rotel <laughs> cheese dip. Right? So. I, I, everybody had gone to bed, and I heated a little bit of it up while I was watching one of my shows. You know, my stories. Mm. And uh, me and you've talked about this before. That Mateo's sauce is pretty good. Yeah, I put. I mixed Mateo's salsa with my wife's cheese dip. 
I had to, I had to stand up so I could sit back down. <laughs> it was so good. If you could have seen the, the expression <laughs> on your face before you said that, like your face just lit up like a Christmas tree. You're so excited. It was special. It was. Life-changing. That's funny, man. All right, so I've got a topic to discuss. Uh, hold on. I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> so nachos. Yeah. Mozzarella sticks. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then my favorite just appetizer at Buffalo Wild Wings that I'm going to get every time is salt and vinegar. Yes, on the fries. Yeah, except I get the buffalo chips, except they quit making them. Mm. But, okay, so hold on. I'm not quite done because I told you two-part question. Yeah. What is your favorite in-stadium football foods? Because mm. my number one's hot dog. Man, I was going to say mine's weird, but I just love stadium hot dogs. I, I, don't, do know, I don't know what it is about them. But I, I just too. love the stadium hot dog. I, I'm a popcorn guy. Okay, so I, somebody's got to. Yeah. Uh, so you're a popcorn guy, yeah. then, and and so my other, the nachos with peppers. Sure. It's hard to beat stadium, stadium nachos. Oh, it is. Now this isn't football, but Ray Winderfield. They back when it was open, they had the grill out there. The guy stood there at the grill mm-hmm. and grilled the soft pretzels. And I don't know why. I don't know what he did. I don't know if he put crack in them or what. They were amazing. <laughs> was that life-changing, dude? It was. It was. <laughs> but, so that, that if you could get the soft pretzels, that would be, that's just not a, it's not a football food. But if it, if it was, it would be on my list. And uh, you were talking about popcorn. When I think of popcorn sports, when I was a kid going to basketball games, the gym, the smell of the popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was. I would eat. Yes. I'd get nachos. Also, nachos is also basketball. Yeah, uh, and then also I hate pickles a lot. But man, they, here's the deal: not everybody can do popcorn. Like, there's a big difference. No, that's right. I mean, I've had some bad popcorn at stadiums and, and basketball. For rings. sure, for sure. It seems like though, the if you have one of those 1940 uh, gyms with the with the little with the little counter uh, the counter. Uh, concession stand mm-hmm. when you walk in yeah. and they got the the popcorn machine that's the glass is is off yellow <laughs> the, the door glass door you open up it's like 45 years old yeah. that popcorn's gonna be awesome <laughs> the that ba- popcorn's the bag's gonna be greasy oh it is it is ain't no this it ain't none of this box deal. <laughs> you don't put it in a box you put it in one of those bags that's right all right so it's all yours now all right i've got i've got two and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up so this was a, this is a pretty good one. Are players slash recruiting or coaches slash coaching more important? And we can talk about either college or pro here. So are coaches <laughs> and coaching more important than players slash recruiting? Let me let me let me throw in my two cents on this. Jump in here. Interject there, Carl. All right. So um Mac Jones, quarterback from Alabama. Yeah. He's up for the Heisman, possibly gonna win the Heisman. You put him behind Arkansas's offensive line, does he have the same year? No way. No. Then you got to look at talent. You got to okay. look at talent. Coaching right. develops the talent. And my thought's always been if you can recruit a four or five star talking college, it makes it easier on the coaches to develop that talent because it's already pretty much there. They're just fine tuning it. But if you're recruiting two or three stars, it's a little bit, in my opinion, more difficult than. Maybe for the coaches to you know to develop that kid compared to the ones who are the four and five stars. So okay, let me throw this out just to be devil's advocate. Uh huh. So Arkansas mm. in the last two years, yeah, has been atrocious. True. Yeah, I see where you're going. Have basically the same players I see this where you're year. Going. We bring in a different coach. 
look what happens. Uh, so well, how come San Diego State's or San Jose State's is it San Jose? Mm-hmm. They're like seven and zero, seven and zero, and Nick Starkle's having a, a a heck of a year. Heck of a that's year. because Chad Morris is a quarterback killer. Yeah, well, I mean, same thing last year. What happened to us when we went to Western Kentucky yeah. or, or played Western Kentucky? That story year? lit us up. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your thoughts, John? I mean, you can't win without good players, but the difference in good players being great is coaching, because good, co- great coaches. Can take three star players and win, and I think this. I think this is different for what level we're talking about. Uh, yeah. So, so if we brought if we brought this back down to high school, mm. that kind of gets into our public private conversation that we were having. So, Coach, but you Kel- can also go the other direction too and go into pro and say, well, yeah, Brady's going to playoffs. That's this right. Year. That's right. You and know, Belichick's, Belichick's considered not. one of the greatest coaches of all time, but was it Brady or was it Belichick? So, yeah, you can. Do, but when we bring it back down to high school. We think we all agree Coach Kelly's probably the best high school coach in the state. Maybe right? in the country, yeah. Okay. So is it players? But could he come to could he come to Greenbrier and have the same success? I, you're gonna I I'd fight with y'all every week on this. One hundred percent he goes to Greenbrier with that team that we played this year. And I'm not knocking our coaches. He just does different things that nobody can can nobody it's it's like he's Ahead of time, in a way, like nobody's got there yet, right? Uh, and, and sure, you look at players like Hyman are special, but he's also got a two hundred two hundred pound offensive line across the board. You know, and he's got a quarterback that's good, but he's not a high recruit. No, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, players like. Like Nick, uh, Hewitt, Cooper, they'd shine in that system, buddy. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. It's a good debate. It's a good. It I mean, you could stand on this. Yeah, you know, all night on that. Right. It's yeah, that's, that's a tough question. All right. So the next one I got has Calipari at Kentucky, who's one in six this year, and it makes me smile to say that. Has he run his course at Kentucky? His boosters have ran out of money. <laughs> <laughs> They're not recruiting as good. They're not as recruiting he's, as hard. He's just playing their game. He's, he's just trying to teach them a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to play like that? I'll show you. Yeah. I'll show you. You want to you be legal? Then this is what happens when we're legal. That's right. You know, it's tough every year in basketball to, to play that, that one-and-done game. It's tough, and he's, yeah. been, he's been a master at it. Like The way he's pulled that off to, to deal with the personalities – and the attitudes of some of these kids that are prima donnas that know they're just playing one year and fixing to go get paid. The way he's yeah. jailed those teams and, and had success year after year after year is pretty impressive. Yeah. But but has it run its course? Well, there's two things, in my opinion, to that system. Number one, it's not sustainable. You're starting over every single year. It's tough. It's not sustainable to be in the big picture at the very end every year. But the flip side of that is – you only need one year to get back in it. That's right. That's right. Because if you have a bad one next year, guess what? Whole new crop. Squad. <laughs> That's right. Which you know, it, and I, my opinion. This is my just my personal opinion. I think 
Coach K is the best coach in, in college basketball, mm. not just because he's at Duke and he's built a, a machine. I think he's X's and O's, players-wise. I just think he's the best. And you're you're seeing him struggle with it too. Yeah, you know he, he is. He didn't used to be a one and done guy. He used to develop kids, and they would be there three and four years, and they were traditionally a powerhouse every year. And they're still top five. They're still blue blood every year. Yeah, but they're not as dominant as what they used to be. Not even close. And I think what you're seeing too is, I think there's just a lot more good coaches too. Yeah, I mean you take a guy like Musman. That's one of the worst things that Kelly Park can have mm-hmm. as, a, as a guy in the same conference like Musselman because kids go to Musselman not just to win championships. They go to Musselman because they think that he's going to get them to the next level. That's right. Calipari, just his record sells that to kids as far as sure you come here. He we're fl- go- flashes the rings yeah, at them. That's yeah. right. And, and also, you know, you come here, you win a ring, you're going to get drafted. That's right. But but Musselman's to me as a if if I'm a five star guy, and I've I'm looking at those two guys as who's going to get me to where I need to be next level, it's Musselman all day long, yeah. just because he's going to develop me and he's also going to teach me and and he's been there yeah and he was raised in it with his dad you know whereas he knows what it takes that's right whereas Calipari yeah you come play here you'll get drafted mm-hmm. but. After that, after my 19th birthday, I am got a contract, but then what? Yeah. Whereas Musselman's going to – he's training these guys to be professional athletes. All right. I don't, I don't like so that. Who won, so who wins the Belichick-Brady divorce? No, I think it's apparent. <laughs> I mean, Belichick's sitting at the house in the he postseason. Is. Brady's going to the playoffs. Throwing phones on the sideline. Did you see that clip? Where I did. Mad, I wonder who he was talking to on that, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. He was talking to Brady. <laughs> Why did you leave me? <laughs> All right. Well, you got anything else? I got a couple more, but I think we're about out of time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Y'all yeah got to, I, I'm ready. Y'all to, I, to so I'm going to pick up Warner and Clint. I went. I've already went by the bank and got some cash because I'm fixing to have me some nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some popcorn. I got like two days left and I can enjoy this stuff. <laughs> Well, guys, it's been fun. Um, Everybody have a happy, safe New Year. I hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. Um, We're going to kiss this uh, 2020 goodbye. Out of here. Hopefully this corona stuff will get on out of here, too. We can have a regular, normal 2021. Absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to some basketball uh, after the first of the year. So we'll talk talk to you guys in the new year. All right. Be safe. Peace out. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats. Between the Mats.